Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, narrator, and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. Join me as we embark on a journey through Austen's timeless stories, starting with Pride and Prejudice. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello and welcome to podcast episode 299. My name is Rich Bearpark and I'm joined by the man with fluff in his drink, Rory Powers. The fluff's gone now, but yes, I am still here. So Good yeah. to know, good to know. And yeah. birthday boy, Luke Carmali. Hello, it is me and I am older than ever. Today. Do you feel wiser? I do. I'm the eldest at this table, which is worrying by for... By a few any- months. <laughs> it's worrying for anyone listening. You're older than Rich? Yeah, by about A couple of months. months. Yeah. Couple That's of months. so weird. Because yeah. Rich is like... Wise. As old as time in senior. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adult, yeah. He invented the TriCaster. Mm. <laughs> but we were all kind of born in the same era, weren't we? Kind we of. Were. We're like 89. Yeah, 89. Yeah, 91. Oh, 91. you are a child. That's not, that's not that bad. That's two years. It's nothing. Yeah, it's but fine. The reason that that kind of matters, I feel, mm. is because last night on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, um, what a beautiful segue, Luke. Oh, wasn't it? What thank you. It's almost like, almost like this was planned. So I'll do a little, uh, little back pat there. Thank a little you, lovely. Back pat. Um, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Um, he reunited the magical duo that was Keenan and Kel for a good burger sketch. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was delightful. This it was, was. It's not really the kind of most well known thing, though. Is it like Keenan and Kel were known for Keenan and Kel, not Good Burger? But the really. Good Burger film, because I never really realised that it started life as, as a kind of sketch on, you know, their Nickelodeon mm-hmm. show. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I because I remember the Good Burger film really well. Yeah. I used to watch it time and time again when I was younger. Which it was just. <laughs> it was one of those things where, you know, we all talk about like how much we miss these shows and how much it'd be great to see it like back together. And I was watching the the sketch because I woke up this morning and I was tagged in an abundance of Facebook mm. posts. And I was like, something has clearly gone on Don't overnight. Don't try and pretend that you're that popular. It's great. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right, yeah, well, I am. Um, and it was one of the things I was watching it, and I was it was really cool seeing Kel again, like doing the you know the welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. And then as soon as Keenan came in, and they were having their back and forth, yeah, I was like, oh, it just took me back so much. I was like, this is amazing to see them both on the. Big I think that again. there's always kind of so much hype for those kind of things, though, where mm-hmm. you do want and to bring it back and it be as funny or as good as it kind yeah. of once yeah. was, and it kind of never is. Like for me, I was kind of watching it and I was like, hmm. Okay, I want to laugh, but I'm not actually finding any of the yeah. so, some of the some of the jokes with Kel were a little bit dated, and you could hear you'd hear a line, and you're like, I know it's gonna, like, yeah. I know what the joke is gonna be, but uh, yeah, like the the magic for me where it kicked back in was like the back and forth between them, mm. and you could just kind of you could see their characters of Keenan and Kel kind of coming through some of the insults that that Keenan was dishing yeah. out, calling him like a fudge bucket and stuff, <laughs> and I was like, this is things I would say. And like yeah. this is where I got I got this kind of language. What I find from. really interesting though is because obviously Keenan is one of the recurring players on. Saturday Night Live yeah lots of people being like that's lost its way and stuff um, and we don't get that over here but you know if there's, if there's a big sketch we see it and whenever I see Keenan I'm like are you still there like because he just doesn't seem to yeah. he's not even the straight man but yeah. that's Keenan yeah. that's what Keenan should be yeah. doing always it's like you know it's especially weird because Kel died well, as well yeah. Yeah. do you remember so everyone, everyone yeah. knew Kel died. So Kel died he dies every year as well <laughs> yeah. so it's like, it's like the back to the future thing every day it's the, the day when Marty McFly went yeah. back to the future because everyone just <laughs> yeah. photoshops it and they're like today's the day and today's it gets like 20,000 shares um, what surprised me is that they haven't really aged a lot considering it's been what 15 years? They look really good. Yeah. I hope I look that good. 
when well, I'm when I come back for the IGN yeah. podcast reunion when we're all Rory, so we're in trouble. <laughs> oh, um, but the reason we discussed this is because we thought we would get talking about our '90s memories because we have um, a youthful panel this week. Not that mm-hmm. it isn't mm. usually, but it is a bit. It's more youthful today. Yes. yes. So we decided that as, you know... Panel. <laughs> panel. Chris has all okay. his, like, really, really good memories from the 80s and stuff. Alex from the 70s and... All yeah. That. You <laughs> tended to say something earlier. Yeah, yeah. In the joke. 70s. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. I'm really hoping he doesn't listen to this. Um, but basically... Alex has <laughs> fond memories of the dinosaurs <laughs> yeah. and, yeah. Yeah, not, and not discovering the, not fire. Yeah. Those were the days, yeah. yeah. Oh, I invented the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> them, them were the days. Um, the wheel actually got a 7.5 on IGN. Yeah, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did, did really well. Um, yeah. Good. The DLC's fantastic as well. Yeah. So <laughs> so not we quite were, there. We were basically kind of thinking would be good if we went back through the nineties. Yeah. And some of the nineties shows that we remembered. So Rich, yeah. um, do you want to start off with one? Yeah, of I mean, well, mine's actually uh, Keenan and Kel mm. is, is one of mine. It's one of my favourite kind mm-hmm. of TV shows. Back when I used to be a huge, huge fan of Nickelodeon, kind of just like yeah. it's what I would put on when I got home from school. Oh yeah, um, Keenan and Kel would always be on as well. I, I don't know how many episodes there were. There were maybe like a couple of seasons we were saying earlier. Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. Something absolutely. like that. But like it didn't matter because you just watched the same ones over and over yeah. again. And just hugely fond memories of who put the screw in the tuna. Um, <laughs> that which, courtroom scene where yeah. it breaks down. And I it's think, just, uh, oh my yeah. God. I annoyed my brother and sister for months on end just screaming that over and over and over again. Um, absolutely hilarious. I, I just, love it. I just love the episodes where they would kind of, uh, it would kind of build up to a scenario where they'd be, you know, stuck somewhere and then everything would start going wrong and they're trying to patch it together yeah. but more stuff is going wrong and it's <laughs> yeah. just snowballing and the chaos is just like these moments and you're just, just like cut amazing. your losses for the love of God cut them yeah um, I was the existential crisis of is orange soda what we would call Fanta or is it what we would call Tango I always wanted orange soda because you couldn't get it in England it was no. basically and Fanta but also yeah, was it was Tango Fanta. because they're both things well it's a, it's a sugary orange carbonated sugary drink orange. I think and that's yeah. As much as we know. And exactly. we'll never know. It probably doesn't... Does it even exist in America? These are some of life's big questions. Exactly. Me and my, me and my, my friends at university had a little saying, which was, if she doesn't know who loves orange soda, then she's too young for you. <laughs> that and that's, that's, a, that's a phrase to live by. And that by. still that, holds up That today. still does hold so, up. Absolutely. That still yeah, holds up. Exactly. That's a very good phrase. I was scared when you started that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, mine was a BBC drama, one of my favourites, Queen's Nose. Oh my God, the Queen's Nose. The Queen's Nose. Do you, do you, no. Oh, no, this is the most, yeah, of course I'm not going to get so this. The Queen's we had the President's Thumb. Oh, we didn't have. Very we didn't good, have, very yeah. good. The Queen's Nose was a great, great um, kind of drama about this girl who was given a 50 pence piece. Um, with the, and when she rubbed the face of the Queen on it, she rubbed her, the Queen's nose, um, she could make a wish. Mm. She'd only make, what, it was like, ten wishes? Yeah. Or something, and once it was all gone... Throughout the series. Yeah, and so yeah. each kind of... Um, so were there ten episodes? Yeah, pretty much. But oh. like some of them, obviously, in some she wouldn't make a wish. It would be dealing with a fallout from previous episodes. Got it. And some she'd have to be like make two yeah. because she'd make a wish, and then she she had them all planned out. It was like, oh no, which now do I sacrifice? And they were called Melody and Harmony. They were the two sisters, yeah. and which I never really got until I was thinking about it now. Which is, I don't get it. What, as in, they're both the... musical terms, Melody and Harmony. No. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't. I don't. They are. Anyway, what's, um, what's and, the joke? And, I don't know. Um, oh God. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the people I work with um, and they also had um, 
they had some quite high profile actors in it I mean um, did um, it Uncle, well, well, well the queen that. the, the queen, queen and her yeah. nose Uncle, Uncle Ginger Uncle Ginger <laughs> Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Ginger, Ginger was Uncle Ginger he's someone Don't now in a game Reggie related <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay. you All guys right. are ruining this for who me was, who was Uncle Ginger I can't remember the actor's name but he okay. heard him, I, had, I looked up look it up Uncle Ginger up. of Winterfell wasn't it yeah no but he played he does. He is actually in Winterfell in I actually um, I recently watched um, The Queen's Nose back with a friend of mine um, and it is as equally compelling as it once was when I was a child (laughs) it was genuinely when the BBC used to make fantastic children's dramas like they were really really Uh, good Bernard's Watch Bernard's Watch Bernard's Watch is another one yeah that was great about the kids who had that I don't think see the Americans won't know Queen's Nose but Uh, they should look look it up because it's all on YouTube anyway and it's it's better I'm going to go out there I think it's more enjoyable than Doctor Who is right now. 100%. Bernard's watch was amazing. Um, I've always wanted... a boy who had a stopwatch who could stop time time. with it. When he clicked it, it would stop time. Possibilities are endless. He was was special effects. They were so bad. Special effects when we were younger. (laughs) Well, there weren't any. Like, the (laughs) actors would literally just be still. And then sometimes you could just see, like, their arm or their hair hair moving in the wind. (laughs) And you're like, pick a position that's easier, dude. Like, I've always wanted to make a short film of, like, what would Bernard be doing now and like he just looks really really old because he's stopped time too much because oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's just like Bernard bedtime shush mother he's like a um, withered old man yeah. like, he's like I got too many drugs man <laughs> too, like, too many drugs. I could do anything it'd be like presumably it'd be like Bernard's Apple Watch by now and it's got like a little, little app for stopping time yeah. that amazing. would be awesome so the Queen's Nose actually ran for seven series wow so how many wishes 70 wishes in total yeah well didn't it get renewed every like the coin got renewed every yeah and they moved time. And part of it was like she passed it on to kind of someone else there was some people in a foster home I think at one stage oh, that's that nice that's a good shout wish yeah. for parents yeah. but uh, but <laughs> 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 Why is that a bad thing? <laughs> that always means a good thing. I guess. <laughs> Jesus, oh, um, moving on from yeah. Donald Sumpter. Donald Sumpter was. Um, so you're you're telling me he's a famous actor? Well, yeah, apparently. You said it had some like good recognizable <laughs> names got, in it. Oh, George, old, old George Jim, Clooney Paula or someone. Paula Wilcox is in it. Okay. Moving on, Rory. What's your um... yeah? Let's bring it back. Let's let's uh, yeah. let's pick a show that I think everyone from all countries can in- agree was incredible. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Yes, amazing. I mean, so we're moving a little bit off of Nickelodeon and BBC. Now, this was on Cartoon Network. I was obsessed with the show when I was younger. I thought yeah. Ed was the funniest person in the world. Which Ed? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. The cool one. The, well, the dumb one, I guess, is the best way to do it. Um, the whole premise of this show was like three friends all trying to like have these get rich quick schemes to buy uh, gobstoppers. Right. And so me and my friends, we used to watch the show so much. We used to make our own like get rich uh, quick schemes. How did so that work we would, out for you? We would like make uh, make lemonade stands and make like magic potions, which yeah. was just like chocolate sauce and milk, and we call it like okay. you know delicious chocolate potions. It's and we would try milkshake. and we would go around the neighborhood like door to door and like try and sell them to get money to buy gobstoppers. Yeah. We like I loved it, man. The show was like and so how many cool. gobstoppers were you able to actually buy well, with all your monies? I was very disappointed because it was a time in mind, so things were cheaper then as well. So if it's a low number, this is this double- when, this is when Freddo's were five B. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Back in the day. Back in the day. Um, well, so on a on a uh, on a slow week, you would only be able to afford the 
you know the the small ones that were kind of like about the size of a 50p coin yeah, yeah. And sometimes there were cinnamon ones size they of the queen's awful. nose size of the queen's nose yeah. absolutely but on a good day you could get the do you ever have the ones that are like the size of your fist yeah and like you have to like lick them for at least a day to what make it like before, before, before you can push it in <laughs> before you can push it in yeah the the the, the so that's it yeah that's exactly what I my money on no I, I loved it awesome Ed, Ed and Eddie yeah. I think it was brilliant um, I mean it, it was tied in with like all those shows like Johnny Bravo Dexter's Lab yeah. Powerpuff oh, Girls amazing like, just like they would just roll into another and you could just watch Cartoon Network for hours it was yeah. so awesome really hooked that's you the, in didn't it yeah. beauty of 24 hour programming absolutely brilliant another, another exactly. cartoon um, I actually loved uh, and this must have because I looked at uh, when this came out it was actually um like 1990 so mm. the very very start of the 90s and ran till 2006 it was Rugrats so oh, yeah. I didn't know how young I was when I was watching it but I must have been about five to maybe yeah, eight you were years a rug old rat, I was literally a rug rat so a lot of these <laughs> you were Chucky a lot, a lot of the <laughs> things <laughs> oh because he's ginger yeah. brilliant <laughs> I love this every time this is great. every time so um, yeah but like, I guess like, a lot of the themes actually tied in with what I was going through yeah. or what I had been through like potty training and, and all like that kind of thing existential crises yeah <laughs> exactly um, but um, during my research on this oh, I actually God. ruined my childhood by <laughs> Finding uh, a Rugrats theory. I don't know if you've heard this. Oh, you heard I think this I have. Is this the? I think I have. No, yeah. I'm not going to go into full detail because it is really disturbing and disgusting. Yeah. But let me briefly go over it with you. Uh, the Rugrats are really a figment of Angelica's demonic imagination. So Angelica was kind of like the the naughty child. Yeah. Um, older naughty child. Um, so. With this in mind, Chucky died in 1986 along with his mother. That's why Chaz is a nervous wreck all the time. This is awful. That's horrible. I heard this. It's That's really horrible. grim. Tommy, the obviously the main one, born in 1988, but was kind of dead on birth, which is why <laughs> Stu, his dad, is constantly in the basement making toys for the son who never lived. Oh, it's really sad. It's, it's so happening. grim. I don't know who wrote this, but it's disgusting. It, and like, I think BuzzFeed at some stage covered it and, and kind of brought it to everyone's attention. And I yeah. was like, why would you do this? <laughs> like, there's Easter eggs and then there's just awful. Well, ones. speaking of that, so I went on BuzzFeed and, and it was uh, the whole kind of thing. 14 times Rugrats was way creepier than you remember. So this, this actually doesn't tie into the Rugrats theory, but in a way it kind of does. And number one is when Chucky sees that his father Chaz has been talking to a sock puppet named Socky for years because Chucky was never born. That was a, that was a genuine episode. That is awful. That's crazy, and it kind of makes you think. Like, how did they get away with this? Like, who was commissioning this stuff? Because if you look at it, like the people time. who make cartoons, yeah. they are hilarious people. Like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. So they just they just want to come up with all these kind of crazy ideas and see what they can get past yeah. the uh, the guys who censor it. I guess. Well, it's like one of the things I was talking about earlier was uh, Invader Zim, which was a show I used to watch. Yeah, I remember. And that. I mean, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was like the writing was so funny and it was so unique at the time, and uh, it did get cancelled because one of the episodes was a little bit I think there was a lot of blood in it or something right. like really awful yeah. uh, and then going back you're like this is it's kind of like as we were, we were talking along the along the styles of those old kind of David Firth like salad fingers yeah. kind of cartoons Ooh. where you like, he, like he lands on earth and it's like all the houses are kind of twisted and, yeah. and the cloud the sky's purple and it's you know this yeah. weird kind of art but at the time as a kid you're like this is so different yeah. like this is so cool to does, just, it, like, does it say something about like the adult mind that we can't watch that and kind of see it in the same way yeah. that a child does like is yeah. that a warped are we is that warped? A warped yeah or 
So the existential questions on the IGN UK podcast. There we go. Yeah. We, are, we are serious about this kind um, of stuff. Exactly. Um, Luke, so what are you going for? Now mine is going. <clears throat> it might be a bit controversial, and this might bring me in some some hate. So. During the 90s, there was a spin-off to Transformers called Beast Wars Transformers. Now, this was how I first learned about Transformers. So when everyone was like, Optimus Prime was a truck or whatever, I was like, no, he's a, he's a silverback gorilla. Right? <laughs> like, and that's you true. were that kid. Yeah, I'm like, guys, like, why, are you, why are you trying to bullshit me? He's a silverback gorilla. And they're like, you know, oh, yeah, and... Megatron's whatever mega this thing I don't still don't know what Megatron bloody is. So look, so, all right. So and he's speaking as, speaking as someone who's never watched Beast Wars. How Beast Wars Transformers? Yes. How do they transform if he's a gorilla? Does he is he a gorilla that turns into a truck? Uh, or is so he a human a, that becomes no, he's a, a gorilla? gorilla? He's a gorilla, and he'll say Optimus maximize, and then he'll go like and like he'll turn into this robot and like they'll have rocket launchers and stuff a robot gorilla? so they'd landed on this planet basically and the idea was they had to kind of find all all these energy crystals of course Um, that's why I'm here yes obviously (laughs) to rebuild rebuild their ship so they could go back to Cybertron yeah Um, and there were quite a few series and I think in the later series they did get back to Cybertron but they would find um pods with like you know increased numbers of survivors and then they'd both sides um, would be trying to recruit them I mean then the Dinobots got involved at one stage of course dinosaurs right, okay. but you had yet but were they in your Beast Wars yeah, program they were, they were dinosaurs <laughs> they were dinosaurs and then they'd say like Dinobot terrorise and terrorise would be the one that the bad guys say to turn into um, it was really it was it was it was my introduction to Transformers and it's still as far as I'm concerned the best and so, so when, did, did you ever watch Transformers after this or was it no like it's always been something that I was for the longest time I would like when people would talk about Transformers yeah. I was like is this a later series that they're on about that I missed to do with a, to do with a truck what's happening here yeah. and then like as, as I got older and I realised I was like oh that sounds no fun at all like where where are the white tigers like, where where are the like like black arachnia where's she I can't believe um, waspinator like what's that about I can't believe Optimus Prime was a gorilla as well I thought he yeah. would be well he was a gorilla because um, I don't know I guess kind of you know I is that the most commanding of, of the animal kingdom? A gorilla? Well, it can't be like a lion. But it was kind of quite nice because he then had the ability to use two you know, opposable thumbs, whereas oh. a lot of them did it. And the four, Well, there you go. And, Maybe he should have been the most dangerous animal of all. Mm, human. Human. Exactly. Oh but it's quite interesting because a lot of them... Um, like they couldn't stay in their robot forms for too long because the crystal, the energy crystals, like damaged them. So they had to go back to their beast forms. Um, it, there was some really, <laughs> right. really good. It was really good. But you had, you did had people like Starscream um, and stuff like that. What was Starscream? He was a spider, a ghost wasp. Right, of course. That was my second guess. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost wasp. Is that, that, is that, that is actually a terrifying concept? You know, the more I hate wasps. Is that the breed of so. a wasp or the ghost of a wasp? The ghost of a wasp. That's, what that's I'm an actual ghost of a wasp. Yeah. The more I look through these, the more I and, and he, the, the, there was quite there was a lot of them. At some stage, they did go back to Cybertron, and it did lose its way a bit yeah. there. But um, when they won the planet in the earlier one, <laughs> don't you laugh at me. The, the, the plot really don't fell apart when they went back to Cybertron. <laughs> but, uh, it was an immaculate show. So safe to say you were very disappointed when Transformers, the film, actually came out. And, oh, yeah. And I'm not, I'm, again, and I was like, Bumblebee, yes. No, I can get on board with this. This is yeah. what I'm... Ex- and then I was like, hey, why is he not a so bee? what was Bumblebee? Was Bumblebee actually Bumblebee a bee? wasn't in it, but we did have Waspinator, but Waspinator was Waspinator! Mm. That's ridiculous. Brilliant. Yeah. That would have been the ultimate troll of Bumblebee was like... Uh, 
frog or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Bumblebee transform. Yeah, like, it, oh. it is a kids show. I mean, I really don't think we could have grasped that level. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't my be. next one. Oh, um, don't worry. I, well, I've, I've picked Dragon Ball Z, but I'm going to use that as kind of a uh, an umbrella show. Okay. So that's like, along with these ones, I used to watch a lot of stuff on. Um, uh, there was a channel called uh, Toonami when I was growing up. Mm, uh, I remember, a lot of yeah. these shows, yeah. So they would do a lot of the ones that maybe uh, came over from Japan, which, you know, when I was growing up was huge. I mean, Pokemon really kicked it off. Yeah. Uh, but then that just spawned out uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, Beyblades, Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh like great, all of this stuff. And I mean, like the shows were as much of my life as the toys were. Yeah. Like, I used to love Beyblades. I would go into school and like all my friends would be trading them, battling them. Mm. It was like so much fun. And like definitely these shows, I mean, it's cool because I, I actually went to the screening for the Dragon Ball Z um, Resurrection of F movie last night, which I will get onto because I have a little bit of a funny story from that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it's it's really cool and it's something that's kind of stuck with me to this day. And it's definitely cool because it's one of these things that now, obviously, like anime is a lot more popular nowadays, and you mm. can get it so easily. But back then, I remember being a kid and watching Dragon Ball Z for the first time, and it's these these like jacked guys beating each other up viciously yeah. for hours mm. hours of screen time it's just guys like mercilessly beating yeah. each other and I was like what is this it's like this isn't like Johnny Bravo or yeah. anything like I'd never seen it before oh. and like me and my brother were just absolutely hypnotized by the mm. show it was so so cool and that's what you model yourself on now well I'm, tr- I'm getting there yeah. I'm getting there I'm gonna reach Super Saiyan level any don't day say, now don't but, say uh, that but you know just gotta get more of that protein yeah so I never actually watched Dragon Ball Z um, to be honest but I wasn't really around the area so like yours very very much in like the Pokemon era and yeah obviously had all the cards had a Pokedex and all that yes. oh I had a Pokedex um, they got banned from our school actually the Pokemon cards the cards same yeah. same yeah. but then I think that was a like a not global, but at least yeah. national. And that was that was the time when Yu-Gi-Oh was kind of creeping in as well. So I transitioned away from that, I think, because I was kind of... I, I got some Yu-Gi-Oh cards at one stage. I also had a Digivice. Oh, cool. Oh, I had a Digivice. D- Digivice. Oh, yeah. Digimon. Digimon. Digivolve. So they are our kind of favourite TV shows from the 90s, Absolutely. but there are some kind of honourable mentions, mentions that we want to go through. Um... <laughs> Let's kick it off with Round the Twist. So Round the Twist was um, an Australian one. That was. Did you ever see it? It was no. kind of like it was terrified me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely terrified mental. me. So it's kind of like, are you afraid of the dark? Only if there's no logic or rhyme or reason yeah. to it. And they're all Australian. Um, well, that's kind of terrifying because I didn't realize. Are you afraid of the dark? Was the scarier Goosebumps? It was. Yeah. So was this the scarier? Are you afraid of the dark? Well, some of it was fine, but it was all. It was. It was a bit sinister. It was a bit of a pick and mix, wasn't it? Because yeah. you never knew what Getting you were going to get. You never knew what episode you were going to. You didn't know whether it was going to be like a nice happy episode or whether it was going to actually scar you for life. Yeah, <laughs> it, and it was awful because you really couldn't tell until that moment where it flipped. And it was Australian yeah. as well. And I just think they kind of were very much like. Oh, you know what? If it doesn't kill him, it'll make him stronger. <laughs> and yeah. you're just like, right, okay. There, there was one specific episode which I absolutely hated, and it was where it was a face in the water. I don't know if you remember this, and I've tried to find this, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of worried that it's been a figment of my imagination oh, because oh, this I is one of these like creepy pastas of like a show that but, you saw that no one else yeah, saw. Honestly, like, but like oh. that actually terrified me, and I used to be scared of turning on the tap in my house because I thought I would see a face in the water, <laughs> and no one wants to see a face in the no water. One I can't um, think of anything worse. So, absolutely terrifying. We also all liked Sabrina. I mean, Sabrina needs no introduction, really. Yeah, so we'll yeah. do that. I've talked at length about my love for Buffy before. Mm. If you haven't seen it, you should. Yeah. Um, Talk about Burns. Yeah. Art Attack. 
um, was uh, just <laughs> just want to mention Art Attack for anyone who hasn't seen it in other countries. It's weird. There's this guy called Neil Buchanan who would always Did you know he died. No. Yeah. Oh well, that's, this this podcast he, is now uh, in tribute to Neil Buchanan. Yeah, died of an heart attack. Oh shut up! Oh you my are, god, that is come on, that is come disastrous. On. Um, so anyway, he basically did. He'd make these big drawings and stuff. That big were, art attacks. Big art attacks. It wasn't really worth anything, but he would always be like, "You can do this at home. Just take these seven rubber tires that you'll have lying yeah. around." And it's like, I don't have any of this stuff. Neil. It wasn't what good lessons for kids. Take all the bags of salt from your mother's <laughs> cupboards yeah. and pour and them on. On the, the floor tail, yeah. and follow me, <laughs> and then he would do all these crazy and things. And then pull them down your throat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was also um, a good fact about Neil Buchanan. He actually failed art college. There you go. Yeah. I'm waiting. So, uh, I'm so glad. No, no, that's just a fact. That is no just a fact. Um, so, good job he got his own art special on ITV, <laughs> which ran for about <laughs> yeah. 10 years. Just proves never give up, kids. Um, uh, Tots TV, which was something I watched when I was little to do with little um, puppets. There was a red headed one, a green headed one, and a blue one. Anyone else see that? No. Right, that's terrifying. Um, <laughs> Rosie and Jim, they had a barge. Yeah, brilliant. Remember Rosie and Jim? Um, Rosie Genie and from Jim. Down Under, I also liked. That was another Australian one. Did you see that? I didn't, know. <sighs> there were basically these two Australians, um, Australian genies in this opal that was inherited by a 13-year-old British schoolgirl, or English, who was very like, oh, very yes, yes, yes. Um, whose surname was like Smith, but she demanded it was pronounced Smythe. Um, I, I know people like that. Yeah, and, um, and basically it was... Um, the whole thing was they were wanting her to wish them free and she was refusing. She was like, no, you're here to grant my wishes. So they would deliberately misinterpret her wishes every time she wished. <laughs> yeah. And so every episode was her then desperately trying to deal with the consequences and still refusing. It was so funny. You really like shows about wishes, do you? I really <laughs> do, and I really like Australian stuff, except, um, except around... I'm also um, very aware that this kind of segment has just been a, a Peter K <laughs> sketch of... Do you remember Pogs? Do you remember kind of the, Pogs, anyway. Let's yeah. not start yeah. on Pogs. So, anyway, um, so we do have one other bit of news, which, um, which leaving our... Well, before we do that, actually... Um, what are your favourite shows from the 90s assuming you were alive and even if you weren't um, you know you can email us at IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com and we'll be sure to um, to read them out next week um, so before we move on to our standard uh, weekly reckoning of good and bad stuff mm. we do have some sad news which some of you may have picked up on um, the lovely Richard Bearpark is departing us this week. This I is am. his last week mm-hmm. um, at IGN UK. Last ever podcast. I know, he's going to be taken out and shot after this and mm. then floated <laughs> down the Thames on his desk in a Viking funeral. Um, uh, can I be the one to shoot the arrow? Yeah, how what? Um, yeah. So, we'll, so that's basically the plan. But um, yeah. with that in mind, Rich, you've been here for three years. I have. So what are some years. of your best IGN memories? I just want to start by saying, like, the last three years have been absolutely amazing. Oh, like, it has oh. been an awesome job. I've loved mostly every minute of it. <laughs> um, Almost got tea out of Luke. But, <laughs> hello. <laughs> but, uh, no, honestly, it has been an absolutely incredible time. So thank you for everyone who has kind of supported IGN and all that. Yeah, and well, it's thanks to all the team as well, because they've been amazing. I think actually right now is the best team that has ever been at IGN whilst I've been here. Um, it's been awesome. Probably one of my favourite memories of, of IGN is actually just getting that initial phone call from Alex, just yeah. saying, do you want a job? Um, and just being ridiculously excited about that. And then meeting me, obviously. And then meeting you, yeah. Obviously, that was... <laughs> and then the cherry on top. Yeah. Boom. Is that what we can call you now? The exactly. Cherry. The cherry. Um, and just, yeah, it's just been really fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, we will miss you. Yeah. When you're dead. It's been great. It's one of those <laughs> weird things because, like, obviously because you don't appear uh, often actually on the podcast, mm. you know, it's difficult to know 
uh, how much our audience actually know about how much you have to do with the podcast. Yeah. And it's huge. I mean, like before, especially before me and Gav started, it was like every single week, you know, you were the one yeah. shooting it and editing it and yeah. putting it up. And it's like been such a huge part. And obviously just because it's not here at the forefront, there's so much behind the scenes that goes into it. Uh, and you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be sad to see you go. I don't yeah. know. Every time I have a problem, I don't know. I can't go to Gav. Yeah. <laughs> what does he know? So he's not gonna be honest with you. I've basically, I've basically just had to write like this massive handbook now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rich's you, guide you to life. To yeah. It's just gonna be a huge scroll. It yeah. should be good. So we will miss Rich, and we will hopefully have some more stuff. Um, well, but I, got, I will be at Podcast 300, so if you are going to that, then uh, he will. Give him a big I'll hug. See you there. And there may or may not be some magic finally yes. on the oh, podcast. Magic! Oh, yes. magic. He's going to make himself disappear. But where does the line of fluid come from? <laughs> <laughs> come on. A thousand pennies! <laughs> um, right, anyway. So, moving on to, we haven't actually <clears throat> named it this week, which is us Oh, up. let's do something on the fly. Well, you do start with yours. So, what was your first thing? Okay, this week? my first good thing is that I started playing Destiny. So I was a little bit late to the Destiny game. Mm -hmm. uh, that being said, I started it two weeks ago, which is very late to the <laughs> Destiny game. But you, you went in hard. I went, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't to intend bishop. to go you in. You do go in hard with games, though, don't you? But d well, it depends on levels. Yeah. I have a tendency, if I like something, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, so this is one of the games, I got the Legendary Edition. Um, so I figure, you know, I'll just kind of dive in. But it's, it's interesting to note because we do a lot of coverage about Destiny because they have so much content coming out. And uh, often when you're on the news site, all you kind of hear is the controversy over it. You know, the price upgrades, the the lack of story, it's Peter Dinklage being mean, replaced, yeah, you know. mean nothing without context. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And it's hard to kind of get an idea for the game when that's all you hear about it. And I, because I'd never actually played it before. It's really fun. It's really fun game. If you like MMOs and like shoot 'em ups, like which I do, uh, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Mm. So I, as I said, I started it about a couple weeks ago. Maybe went a little bit too hard, maybe went a little bit too fast. I am level 36 and I've wow. almost done all of the expansions. <laughs> wow. uh, that's great in two weeks. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. I mean, it should be noted because people always say Destiny doesn't have a lot of content. No, it's just Rory doesn't have an off switch. Um, like I have an off switch. You, you come in tired a lot. Every day. <laughs> I'm wondering though if it's something with my diet. I think I need a better diet. Because sometimes I'll get like nine energy hours drinks, and I wake up and I feel Energy awful. drinks and creatine aren't cutting it for That's, you. <laughs> I have. Rory disappears. To, Rory goes to the toilet more often than Tilly, as to be oh, honest, wow. which is saying oh, I just something. have a small bladder, though. Okay. Like, okay. really small. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's really fun, especially the Taken King. You know, a lot of people are saying that this is the game that Destiny was supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, because playing... Uh, all of the expansions and the original story and then going up mm. to the Taken King it's really cool having it in that condensed playthrough because I've gone to the Taken King and I've I'm seeing cutscenes now mm. and you know characters are talking and I'm like this is the first time I've ever seen this yeah. this is crazy it, it does seem like it's got people excited again because yeah. there's just I've just seen so much about it especially on like my Facebook feed and everything like people picking it up again or yeah. like starting it for the first time like you are because I mean I've got it so I started mm -hmm. it originally and mm -hmm. um, I stopped because when I hit max level I was like nah not for me um Got it. Thinking about going back to it because I remember in the original game there was that moment. There's that moment where you hit the reef and just suddenly there is a cutscene and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. There's been no story so far. Mm. There's been like no kind of discernible like effort to show that you are a character in this world. And now suddenly, this is kind of what I assumed it would all be like. And that and everything came out, you know, about the changes and all of this. Yeah. Um. But it very much now sounds like they had gone back to you know. The message has been received. So I yeah, think it's definitely, I, I feel more like when I'm entering a planet or, you know, talking with different characters, I feel like it's more of a necessity to take in what they're saying yeah. because it's going to be relative to what I'm doing. So obviously, 
some people have a little bit of an issue with the price um, because if you've already invested so much in the game, it's hard mm. to put in a little bit more. But it is a lot of content. Our review went up yesterday and we gave it a nine, which is fantastic score. So if you think it's worth it, I would recommend definitely picking it up. And maybe I'll see you on there in my fire team. Fire Ooh. team powers. <laughs> yeah. If you want to party with this hunter, <laughs> let's do it. And who wouldn't? <laughs> uh, one person I do want to party with. Yes. Oh no. Good link. Yeah. Good segue. Not a good segue if I keep referring to it as a segue. Anyway, um, is I want to party with a robot called Pepper. Yes. Have you seen this? I have. Have you seen the trailer I... for this? Oh, I haven't seen the trailer. So, for those who don't know, Pepper the robot is a. It's a home companion robot. Um, it's it looks quite advanced. It's got like good movable limbs and everything. It's got like an iPad on its chest to like display stuff. Its eyes are cameras, so it can take pictures. It can essentially see where it's going. It's on wheels though, right? So you do need like a flat ground for it. Uh, um, it's run upstairs if it's coming so after you. So basically, this this was this was developed um, in uh, conjunction with SoftBank, who are just like banks around Japan to be like a welcomer oh so you know when you walk into a shop and people say hello that's really cool they want this robot to be it which is quite good obviously taking away jobs from humans yeah but well humans should have done a better job (laughs) exactly you've been hearing a lot about that Um, but it actually went on sale to the general public kind of sold out because everyone wants it but news came out that you have to sign a contract if you um, if you want one of these robots and that contract actually says you are not allowed to have sex with this robot because it can simulate emotions is the thing it but, can't it can't feel so it can simulate feeling right but so if that's one of the things you have to sign is it designed then what's the point is it designed that you are able to have sex with the robot no I don't think but you're meant to like to drill it? a hole in it well that's somewhere. yeah oh okay yeah. this is so the this thing is... there is no discernible hole that <laughs> I saw I, on we're, this we're, robot we're dancing around what we all oh. want to say here there's no way to like properly address this yeah you can't physically have sex with this robot anyway so I don't really know why you have to sign a contract to say that you're, I mean, you you're not going to have sex with it you strap something to it <laughs> I'm just look. I'm just saying. There's more than one way to Do you know what? I didn't, Whatever. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think about that. There is more than one I way definitely to skin a cat. What I'm saying. Um, yeah. I mean, what's quite hilarious about this is uh, somebody. has <laughs> got an iPad on its chest, <laughs> and, and a man who got it. Uh, just put a picture of some boobs on there. And he said it was for like <laughs> it's for sexual harassment training. So to like you know put it out there and exp- and so to see what people are what? like when they see breasts and like react in sexual harassment it's like yeah but what about when you take it home yeah. with the breasts on it what, what are you doing it at home yeah, like, well I want to yeah. check my wife isn't ogling it shut up well, one of the weirdest things is is presumably they were like pictures of human breasts on a robot yeah. body as opposed to what others well, no, as opposed to like like 8 bit like pixelated <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's, it's and so now, bizarre this is in good stuff that you can't have sex with a robot which, I, which is good I guess but you know each to their own but <laughs> I think it kind of should be in bad stuff as well, and not because of the whole sex thing, but because of the whole robot ho- uh, home companion thing. Um, now, I haven't seen Humans on Channel 4, but I'm uh, I'm suggesting it's quite similar to yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but watching the trailer, it I realised if you recut it, you know, like The Shining was recut to, to yeah. be made like a happy film. If you recut this trailer and just put some like creepy music behind it, it is terrifying. Really? There's a part in the trailer where it says, let's play a game. Let's see who can hold their breath the longest. I'm a robot, so I'll win. 
So it's like, I'm going to play this game until you die. That, that is basically. amazing. And there's another shot where it's just sitting over a baby, just like watching it sleeping. It's like, okay, that could be used as a good baby monitor, but also, if that robot goes rogue, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm scared, like of, that. I'm scared of that. I don't like this at all. Yeah. I so, love it. I'm I mean, so would you it. get a pepper? Would you get Absolutely. a pepper robot? Dude, I'm, I'm in this mindset right now. I'm still, I'm totally embracing all technology. I'm so ready for VR. I'm so ready for robot friends. I just like, I'm so excited for the future. I so mean, I, robot friends would be less effort than real friends. I'm just saying that. Yeah, That's dude, it'd true. be amazing. Real friends are effort. Yeah. Let's like it, it's one thing to have like I think it's a, a little bit dangerous when you go into the whole thing of like robot companions. But if I could go home and I'm like Pepper, like can you cook dinner because I'm gonna go have a shower? That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be freaking amazing. Well, why would it burn your house down? Then? Well, I give him a little smack on the wrist. <laughs> I assume it's it's like a dog. You make him smell it and then you <laughs> won't do it again. Smell the burnt chicken smell and then the burnt yeah. chicken. Yeah. And he's like, "No, Rory, I am sorry." And I'm like, "Learn your lesson, Pepper. Stop trying to have sex with me, Rory." <laughs> Not like this. <laughs> you signed a contract. <laughs> He's flashing You're the contract. Flashing it on yeah. screen. Look, look. Oh, Hi, also, look. a man got arrested for kicking it. <laughs> <laughs> in, in one of the banks a man went into it and kicked it and got arrested it's probably a fired greeter who's I, lost I can, his I job I can understand if like you if you just went in and kicked a greeter yeah. but it's a robot it's probably quite valuable that's damaged the property yeah, yeah. Like if, you, if, you kick a, if you kick a car or something True. like that okay, it's someone's enough. property it's expensive well yeah, yeah. I don't, don't know I don't think... kill or have sex with Pepper there you go no no that's no, no words to live by yeah. uh, so one more thing on the good stuff list a little bit more <laughs> down to earth than uh, sex robots yeah uh, I got the chance to go uh, have a hands on demo of Just Cause 3 mm. this week now um, it's kind of a, a very similar I, I hadn't actually got a chance to play the game yet so this is my first time it's a, it's a big map very uh, sandbox style kind of like GTA that's the mm. first kind of vibe I got when I was playing it was like this kind of like GTA there's um, maybe GTA and Far Cry mixed together so yeah. there's there's villages you have to uh, liberate you know from uh, from the regime but there's wanted levels you know the more damage you do the more stars you get <clears throat> uh, and one of the cool things was the the fluidity of the movement mm. so the whole appeal of this game is that you have these kind of grappling hooks and you can kind of seamlessly transition from grappling hook to parachute to wingsuit and that's cool so you never really walk mm -hmm. you can get in cars but you never really drive so maybe you know there's a bridge way out in the horizon and that could take you if you're in gta mm. if if there's no cars around you're yeah tapping a running ages. for so long in this you can just wingsuit to a spot or sorry grapple a spot in the ground pull yourself and then kind of wingsuit oh, and that's shoot awesome. oh, so you just like shoot off immediately um so, I mean, that's great because it's a large map, but it's very easy to travel around. Mm. And the other thing is that, you know, it's been a little bit exaggerated on the podcast before. I like blowing things up yeah. <laughs> in video games. Indeed. I really like the chaos of it. That doesn't really lend itself too well in close combat heists in GTA. Yeah. You know, <laughs> some friendlies may get in the way of Definitely. a fire explosion. Yeah. But um, if you've seen any coverage on Just Cause, it is chaos it is explosions the whole map can be destroyed yeah. uh, you know the particle physics are incredible i mean you you'll see like a gas station and you'll blow up a gas tank but then that'll explode and maybe cause a chain reaction over here and instead of just you know gas tank explodes that explodes and takes out the support beams that has the roof come down wow. that hits another explosion and it's like it's almost a stagmented thing so it'd be like a boom 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 you know it's it's just incredible and you've got 
they've taken everything that you want to have in video games and they've given it to you. Mm. So it's like, you, hey, um, you start with a C4 and it's unlimited. You yeah. have all the C4 you want. You can just plant wow. it as much. You never run out. You have rocket launchers. You can call in helicopters. So I spent about an hour playing the game just wreaking havoc. Yeah on anyone who crossed my path, really. This sounds like a game that's completely built for you. Yeah, yeah, and just anyone. I mean, a lot of the times, as I said in GTA, you know, if you, you're in that mindset where you want to cause a bit of chaos and maybe you go to a highway and you try and make like a blockade with cars, you know, and you get, it's really fun when you get that chain reaction where one blows up and then it mm-hmm. lands in the middle mm-hmm. of another and then they blow up. Um, but then eventually the cars stop coming and you're kind of just stood there with a fiery mess and a five-star wanted level. Yeah. And you're like, I regret this decision. Uh, um, but in Just Cause, it's just that chaos tenfold. And then when the, no when the police comes, wingsuit out of there and you're, you're just gone. Yeah. So it's great. If you love that kind of chaotic feel and sandbox, na- sandbox nature, uh, I definitely keep an eye out for Just Cause. So how much did you actually get to play? Uh, I got to play... I got to play for about an hour mm. and it was very much just, I got to liberate a few outposts, mm. take a look at some of the the challenges you can do. Um, there's upgrade systems. You can customize, you know, if you want bigger rockets, faster cars, that sort of thing, you can get those. So I got I got a good look at it. Yeah. Awesome. It's good. Cool. So um, I've just changed mine on the fly because why not? Um, I think <laughs> that, so I got to play um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate uh, last week. And so by the time this goes out, actually, uh, the preview will of, of that will be live on site. And we also have had it as IGN first this uh, this month. This so month. we've got loads of stuff. Yeah. But um, actually, I went in. I, now, I'm one of these kind of Assassin's Creed skeptics. Who's, I had my phone. For me, it peaked with Black Flag. Um, yeah. And I haven't really enjoyed it since. Um, but... I actually kind of started to get into it again. The d- dynamic, like the relationship between Evie and Jacob is quite sweet. Mm. And that might be because I'm an only child, so I kind of don't really know the sibling thing. And But like for me, I, I like them. You're e- not missing much. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of pulled hair and uh, stolen toys. That's yeah, pretty much sums pretty it up. Much, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Evie's really like... Um, She's the one who sticks to the code and she's like, you know, this is mm-hmm. the way things must be. We must obey the rules. And Jacob's kind of just doesn't care and he's a renegade. Um, he's a loose cannon cop. He, he is. And the thing is, <laughs> it comes across in their fighting. And when you think about, um, everyone's always on about how oh, it's quite fun to be stealth in Assassin's Creed. Yeah. In this one, because of the fighting, I was like, nah, mate, this is, this is it for me. I was going in all guns blazing. And so um, Jacob is one of the, he's basically just a brawler. He does not care. Yeah. And so he's load does loads of these different moves and there's a stun move as well so you can stun foes then do multiple execution finishes on them all um, and he has a kukri knife which is you know one of those knives that is um, kind of curved yeah. and, like, um, a, like and, a sickle? Uh, no not quite like that it's um I'll show you after. Okay. And basically, um, and <laughs> go in she, your bag. <laughs> yeah, I'll draw you a diagram. Uh, but basically, um, whereas Evie has a sword cane, and she's really interesting. She's like ruthlessly. That would efficient. be cool. Mm. And um, you know, there's a stage where she like is beating this guy up, then will stab him in the foot with the cane. Ooh. And as he screams and clutches his foot, she'll do a roundhouse and with her knee just snap his neck. And it's like the animations in all of it is just really really enjoyable and so yeah I liked it I mean I love that it's in London as well um, it's I was going to say does that have much of an impact Because it obviously- does actually because I really like so I'm one of those few apologists for The Order 1886 for me I actually quite liked that it was short it was a game that I could mm. finish from start to finish and um, Victorian England I really like yeah mm. um, 
it, it, I mean, it does. There's a lot of red brick stuff. I mean, I was I was in Whitechapel for this, so I don't know how for the section that I played. So I don't know how the others will yeah. kind of fare. But um, you know, it is very very old England. Um, it feels foggy very old London. Yeah, and you can All get you can get the gangs to you can get gangs to follow you around and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just quite nice. Um, they've kind of dialed back on the collectibles as well, which is such a mercy. You know, when you consider how everyone complains oh I just don't want to go around doing all these things yeah. mm. um, and it's and the I did a bit of the carriage riding as well you know you can, you can okay. like, yeah, hijack carriages uh, it seems really cool from mm. what I saw yeah, so I mean it's good. This, this Assassin's Creed usually the, the trailers for Assassin's Creed the, the cinematic trailers mm. are they get me so excited yeah. for the games you know I, I you just if you watch them back to back the cinematography and yeah. the design and the animation is just incredible and I gotta say this was the first one that didn't really give me chills I you think know? I think they kind of need a break but it's weird I wasn't excited and then going hands on with it it's one of these that I'm not a big fan of annualized franchises and I don't I make it my mission not to actually pick them up yeah I kind of think I will pick this one up. Just having played it, I um I just quite like the banter between them. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite, there's a, there was a really funny thing where like you know Jacob keeps wanting to call his group of this gang that he's going to liberate and find. He's going to call them the Rooks, and mm-hmm. Evie's like, "We are not going to take down the Templar, the Templars, with a gang that you've made called the Bloody Rooks." And like, <laughs> there's this, they're just having this the massive. Rooks is quite good. I like the Rooks, but it's like, but it's like sibling squabbling, and they're yeah. just kind of yeah, going at each other, and it's just like it's, stupid. It's kind of a nice new dynamic to it, isn't it? Mm. That you get to kind of play as two different people. And so, did you play as Evie a lot then, or yeah? So the way it, the way it works is you can actually there's some missions where you have to stick as one, but you can otherwise on the fly switch between them. And Evie is naturally starts out with more skills in stealth mm. and Jacob starts with more in um, strength and- in like strength having said that you when you earn points for one you earn it for the other as well and then you're free to customise as you choose so got it. the first thing I did was basically slam all the points I got into Evie's uh, strength and I ch- into her fighting style because I just wanted to see was she going to be a glass cannon or how is that going to work yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah no I, I think I'll spend most of my time as Evie, it just makes for a different Assassin's Creed experience. I don't know why we haven't had a woman before, but hey, that's me. Hey, it's happened now. So. It has. There we go. Awesome. Yeah. Um, one last thing on, on on the good stuff this week, and uh, that is Luke has turned the ripe old age of twenty six. I have very so, old. Thank you to me. Yeah. So happy birthday, Luke. Thank um, you. What are you doing to celebrate? I'm your probably birthday? gonna gonna have drinks with you because it's your leaving thing as well. Yes. So we're gonna get Indeed. a little bit drunk. And then you're gonna go to the theatre. I am tonight. What are you gonna see? Uh, I'm gonna see Romeo and Juliet. Ooh. Yeah. Who's that? Who's starring in that? I don't know. Oh. Good. All right, so, mad uh, stuff this week, then. Um, so, Hayden Christensen is rumoured to be back as Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars Episode Eight and in Rogue One. Uh, yeah. Well, I... Doesn't so, need to happen, does it, really? I think it's unnecessary. I mean, it's, so the, the point being, because Rogue One is set around the same time frame, mm. rather than recasting Vader. But I'm assuming at that stage he will be Vader. Well, so yeah. Surely yeah, he'd have just, the mask on. Just shove someone in the suit. Just yeah. deal with it, like... But they're bringing it back for that. Um, and episode eight, I don't know whether we're talking flashbacks or... Ghost Jedi spirit thing. Oh, Blue ghost hologram spirit. We've done man. so much of that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Having said that, I think it is true. Natalie Portman <clears throat> and Ewan McGregor are both very good actors. Yeah. Yeah. And in episode three, they were made to look absolutely abysmal through a horrific script, poor directing, and a lot of green screen. Yeah. Now, they're talking, obviously, about going back to, you know, back to basics, real world stuff. If the script is good... I'm all for giving him another chance, but 
I've been burnt before, my friends. I've been burnt before. And I just, I'm just Well, wary. so has he on the lava planet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish Quite I remembered the name. Early. That would have been better if I remembered the name. Uh, Definitely uh, not Mos Eisley. Mustafar. It's the Mustafar Is it Mustafar? System. Let's go to the Mustafar system. Okay. Yeah. But um, you know, you you're, you're, do it. Yeah, you should be in it. <laughs> Thank you. But no, I completely agree. I mean, some of the writing for these sequels was, I always joke with my brother because my brother's one of these weird, weird people who likes the sequels better than the prequels. What? I know. The, pre- the prequels, the prequels better, better than the sequels. better than the sequels is what I meant to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, and I always joke with him. There's one line that uh, Hayden Christian does. It's so, so bad where it's just the worst, like, character explanation you know you can have like a character and it's like what they think is the right thing you know and there's such like cool like really nice discreet ways to do that and uh, there's just one line that he has where he just goes from my perspective the Jedi are evil <laughs> and it's so on the nose and like you're literally just like reading a character description it's like oh my <laughs> god it's so it's so and you really are lost yeah. <laughs> although what you underestimate my power is gonna be one of the, the greatest lines uh, so ma- good mate I don't do it Anakin I have the high ground oh. it's like what? What? I, I, oh, that you was sad. That was a sad scene. I quite. I mean, I watched it. I, I quite like it. Why not? Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Let's give him another chance. Obviously, Star Wars seems to be moving in the right direction now. Yeah. yeah. Um, if the writing's there, he's a good actor. You know, I've seen him before in other films. I quite like and the Jumper and stuff. Was yeah. it Jumper? Oh, yeah. He's he's jumper and missing. Looper. I always get confused. <laughs> Why did you like that so much? Jumper. <laughs> oh. Um, jumper uh, had a really funny end end scene where. Uh, I won't go into spoilers, but someone... Oh, you can go into spoilers <laughs> for Jumper. <laughs> Jumper, okay. <laughs> someone oh someone gets jumped to a very obscure location. It's like the middle of the desert. <laughs> and, then, and then the end, end scene is just like him walking out onto a cliff and the camera zooming out to show how like alone he is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it kind of goes out like for like five seconds and you're like, oh man, he's in the desert. That's crazy. And then it goes out even further and you're like, we're, we're doing this? Like he's in, a, he's in an even bigger desert. Like 10 seconds later into this expansion, he's like, so he's on earth. Like we get it. He's very alone. It's just kept on going. It's ridiculous. It's so funny. It was, a, uh, it was an all right movie though. So the next... Uh, crappy thing we've got this week is the rumours of Konami stopping AAA development I haven't seen this right so the rumour is Konami stopped AAA development except for Pez so next up on the list Um, (laughs) I'm kind of torn about this because on the one hand this means no more Silent Hill Mm -hmm. no more Metal Gear but on the other hand no more metal because they said they were going to continue Metal Gear. So this isn't. I don't. I don't believe this for a second. That means we're going to get like Metal Gear coin games. Well, well, I don't believe this for a second is one thing, but we had to report it. Yada yada yada. Um, but I don't believe it. Um, but because it directly contravenes them saying we will continue the Metal Gear saga, yeah. under, like other people, new games in the in the mm-hmm. series. But similarly, you know. Five very much feels like a nice high point for the series to end. Yeah, ends without Kojima, or you know, ends with Kojima's kind of. That's his yeah. finishing. Well, and it's people so won't want it without Kojima. Will yeah. They? So, so. I, part of me is like, this is a good ending. But having said that, um, I don't know. It just seems a bit sad. It, it seems a sad way for Konami to go out. But maybe they're just kind of cutting their losses, p- taking their toys and going home at this stage. Yeah, it's all been a bit bleak news from them mm. recently. I don't know if we're going to get anything better. I know. Yeah. Right, so it's what- better to go out on a high, isn't it? I think, yeah. So. yeah. so what's your hilarious... Yeah, I'm excited to hear this. I haven't heard this yet. So, um, as I said, I was at a, a screening last night for the Dragon Ball Z movie, and I went to the cinema where it was being 
being shown. I mean, we, we've all we've been to press screenings before. So yeah. went to the cinema, saw a little uh, uh, a desk for you know guests, guest tickets, guests uh, mm-hmm. sign in. So I went over, and there were two guys at the desk. And uh, I was like, oh, uh, Roy Powers gave him my name. One of the guys handed me the ticket, and I was kind of talking with him. And I could see the other guy kind of going down the list oh, looking no. for my name. Oh, it's always so awkward. And uh, and he was like, I was like, I, I can't, what's, what's your second name? I can't find it. And I was like, Powers? But I don't, he'd already given me the ticket by then. So, and he was like. Also, it sounds like a fake name. Yeah. yeah. It does sound like a fake it does, name. It does, doesn't right? it? Yeah. Um, Powers, Jeremy yes. Smith. Yes. Um, How do you know Jeremy Smith? So he. P. Peter. <laughs> Griffin. Peter Griffin. Ah. Damn it. So, so here's me standing for like another minute and a half as he scans this list like over again. And he's like, I'm really sorry. I don't think you're on the list. And then I was like, I, I don't know what to do. I, I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. And, and he was like, okay. So I saw him doing some kind of math in his head. <clears throat> and then he was like, <laughs> you saw him I doing saw math in his head. He was like, he's head. like, <laughs> you can see the coach. That is my gift. That's yeah. your power. Yeah. That's <laughs> the worst power ever. Um, and then he was like, okay, we can, we can work around this. It's fine. It's fine. So it's like, it made it seem like it was a huge inconvenience. Yeah. Wrote my name at the bottom of the list and like highlighted it in marker, like in front of me. And he's like, here's your ticket. Like, just uh, enjoy this, enjoy the screening. And I was like, all right, fine. Like, God, that was so awkward yeah. and awful. So then I was like, I have no idea what that was about. Went up the stairs and then saw the sign in for the movie that I was going to. It was the wrong movie. Oh, no. It was the wrong film. Rory. They'd given me a ticket to the, to the wrong... <laughs> what film did wrong, you have? Some, uh, I, I don't remember the name oh, of it. Right. It, was, it was something in Spanish. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, God. I've just seen like, someone's oh, ticket now. Dragon Ball Z has really changed. <laughs> yeah, this is not like I remember <laughs> this, it. Yeah, What's the reason to be Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> Donde esta tu biblioteca? And I'm like, I thought this was Japanese. Yeah, oh, <laughs> my God. Uh, so that was awkward so as hell. Were you in the wrong cinema? Uh, no, it, it was the right cinema. There were two different screenings. Oh, you okay. can understand right. my confusion. Yeah, you know, it was just the no, first that makes desk. Sense. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think um, anybody else would have done that. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure most of them would have looked at the front of the desk yeah. where it said what the film was. So, which did you go and see in the time? I went, you, I went to see the Dragon Ball Z movie. Did. I didn't go okay. see the, the Spanish, right. whatever it was. I'm sure it was fantastic. Did you go back and explain? Or? And of course not. Oh. I still have the ticket in my jacket. I love that. It's terrifying. So hopefully we don't get an email asking where our review is. Yeah. Uh, uh, That's good. Um, So, yeah, the last bad thing this week for me is um, the PlayStation VR pricing, which was announced as part of uh, the Tokyo Game Show uh, Mm -hmm. announcements. There were a lot of Tokyo Game Show stuff, most Mm -hmm. of which was good. Um, But, yeah, so it was during our interview... um, with I think it was with Andrew House. He we were asked, he was asked how much uh, the PlayStation VR headset mm. is going to cost, which is the new name for Morpheus. That's another bad thing. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Morpheus, the Greek Morpheus. god of dreams, an amazing name. Okay, <laughs> and Morpheus from the Matrix. And Morpheus yeah. from the Matrix. So you call you call Lawrence and, Fishburne, and everyone's like, yeah. oh, Legend. they wanted to get the PlayStation brand in there. It's like then you call it PlayStation Morpheus VR. Yeah, it's not hard. What PlayStation Morpheus? PlayStation Morpheus. That's fine too. PSN. Sounds cool. God. Anyway, basically, um, he said it will be priced as if it's a new console because it opens up the new possibilities. What? So it's not... Well, they are labeling it as its own console. So this thing, it's not a periphery, or a peripheral, rather, um, to the PS4 or to PCs or anything like that. It is its own console. And I just think instantly its appeal shuts down. Well, how, how... Presumably, how does this work then if it's its own? Because I understand it with the HoloLens, because that is, it has functions inside of the, the equipment that is aside from Xbox, you know, the ability mm-hmm. to put screens on your yeah. walls. 
if if the the purpose of the the PlayStation VR headset is to play games in virtual reality, mm. is it all is it all digital downloads that are put on it? Or yeah, is it, and does yeah. that mean you can't play your like AAA games? I was say, or even a um. Uh, what should we call it if you've got films you know on Blu-ray or what have you yeah. well, why would you watch those in VR no I think that's really cool though because then you've got like the experience of a cinema completely immersive ah okay that's yeah. quite cool yeah so, that's, so it would be like a VR emulation of a cinema where you're watching a movie <laughs> <laughs> you look down and you've got popcorn and stuff yeah, and you're like this awesome. is crazy you're like yeah. idiots around you I was going to say other people talking which we do so them coming email out. us in with your worst virtual reality cinema experiences <laughs> yeah. and we will yeah. talk about them on the um, podcast so yeah I just I was just a bit annoyed by that because I could see myself paying maybe up to up to 150 quid okay maybe but the, I reckon 200 like it's a okay. completely new bit of kit because they're now saying like but that like you know that that implies 300 350 and I'm just like guys I've literally just dropped a shed load yeah. on your last thing but yeah. then you know you look at the PS4 now and if you convert <clears throat> kind of Japanese price to UK that's like 180 quid yeah. now for a PS4 which is really good because you know it was 350 so it'll be interesting to see I in think a, in a couple of years launch lineup and stuff so how much is Oculus though I don't know I probably should have checked it's going to be a very <laughs> interesting uh, month where we see all of these VR uh yeah. new equipment hit the market I think it's going to be a huge thing I think it's going to be awesome it was really surprising that we didn't see more of it at you know at E3 and Gamescom it really kind of took a back seat I think people were expecting a lot more yeah. VR news but maybe it'll be maybe next year is going to be the year where everything yeah. really kicks off maybe well, they showed some stuff um, like Final Fantasy 14 but even though that's just meant to be a demo but we'll see how much does Pepper the Robot cost I am oh. not I am not a wealthy man so I only have, an, have enough for one laid, technological but between me watching films in a cinema so do, do I want a actual sex robot or a virtual sex you robot? Could, well, well, maybe you could get um, Morpheus and then there'll be like an app or something to which make is Pepper the Robot. To make Pepper look like <laughs> so, to make Pepper look like she's flesh rather than shiny, shiny plastic. <laughs> this is, this <laughs> has gone anyway, very If you have any bad. feedback on that front, go to um, IGN. Don't go email, to it. Don't go to it. It's not a, it's not a website. Um, email us at IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. But moving on to the final section of this <clears throat> week's podcast then um, is your feedback. So who's number one? Number one comes from Steph. She says, hello, podcasting people and duck hunt. <sighs> At the cinema a long time ago, a time when I had long hair, I snuggled down in my seat all comfy-like. Everything's fine until I needed to move, but I can't. The person behind me has rested their knees on the back of my seat, <gasps> trapping my hair and pinning my head down. Awkward. Oh, that's got to be That awful. is really annoying. It's like, that's like in... Uh in um, Peep Show when Sophie accidentally sits on Mark's hand on the bus yeah. and he doesn't know what to, he doesn't know how to, <laughs> doesn't to tell her he just leaves yeah. it there you gotta say something situations right? like this though are really awkward because you don't know who the person is behind you no. like I'm, an, I'm not a very confrontational person so I don't like telling people to shut up unlike Gav no um, my mum's I'm the same <laughs> as you but my mum isn't so that's why we can't go to the cinema together anymore yeah so I mean I completely understand the situation was here. that that's when horrible... she cut her hair just or to, he to get free <laughs> to, get free. <laughs> to get free or he Steph Steph for Steven I right. mean, it's probably Is that when you step. cut your hair well step actually step step so oh. There we go. Um, to go. But yeah, uh, that is a horrible situation to be in. I think like bad no one's, experience. Presumably, that that is an accident. No one's in fault there. If but you also, if you, if you like pulled your hair, like no one's gonna be insulted. You're just they'd be like, oh, sorry. But sorry. you could also then leave half of it behind. <laughs> One of my pet peeves though is people putting their feet on your on the back of your seat. Yeah, I paid for this seat. 
get your bloody feet off. I also don't like pe- people putting their si- uh, feet up on trains. I'm just like, I'm sorry, someone has to sit there. That is oh, very yeah. disrespectful. Yeah. I know, it's awful. Anyway. <laughs> well, I've got number two. This is from Eugene Johnson. Speaking of fake names, that's a great, yeah. that, is, that is definitely <laughs> Eugene not. Eugene Johnson. My dad's name is Eugene. That's Eugene a, Powers. A great Eugene name. Powers. It's really nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, What's his middle name? Patrick. Like mine. And my father before me, yeah. So Irish. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Irish. Eugene says, Duck Hunt. My worst cinematic experience was in the early 90s watching Back to the Future 2. Behind us was four thuggish-looking guys, three sitting together, the fourth with one seat separating him from the others. About halfway through the movie, the guy sitting by himself starts throwing food. He at one point throws his drink, but nothing is still said to him. Oh, so, I hate that. The intimidation there. like It's, it's oh, like... That's hard. It's one of those things where the, the longer you leave it, the more, like... Awkward and like, pre- yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, I, st- I stood up and told him that I've noticed what he's been doing, and unlike the others, I'm not going to put up with it, and he needs to stop. I thought this was kind of funny, because he's watching Back to the Future 2, and this is such a yeah. George McFly moment, where yeah. he, like, would grab the drink and, like, get your hands off of her, and, like, <laughs> and soccer, like, sock the guy, sock, I assume so- this is, sock him. I, yes, you, you sock say him, that. sock him, and it's, 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 you know, old school talk, because I assume this is, this? <laughs> I assume this is Biff in the cinema, yeah. he's with all his, his, his It was his actually crew. a uh, immersive experience, wasn't it? <laughs> he was at Secret Cinema, and he oh, didn't know, no. and he accidentally beat him an actor. Um, <laughs> Anyway, he said he's not going to put up with it. Sure enough, about five minutes later, he smacks me in the back of the head. I got up, jumped into his row, punched him in the stomach, and again in the head. Oh. A few minutes later, the ushers came in and escorted him out of the cinema. That's brilliant. Good lad. Well done. That. Well done, Eugene. Standing up for yourself. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Although, don't condone violence, obviously. No, obviously. No. Obviously. Um, so, the legendary Sergeant Wataz makes a triumphant return to the IGN UK podcast (laughs) feedback mailbag to say Duck Hunt my personal worst experience in the cinema was while watching the film Ted 2 this was because every time a joke was told a person behind me would say oh that's quite funny that making the whole film an annoyance it's like it's like in that Scrubs episode you know when JD's girlfriend when Mandy Moore was being like that's so funny that's Mm. so funny that's if it's funny laugh Okay, yeah. you don't need to say, oh, that's quite funny. Yeah, I see what they did there. I, was, um, yeah. I went to go see um, The Play That Goes Wrong on yeah. the weekend, and if Is you've that heard good? that, it, it's okay. It's uh. very slapstick, but um, like everyone in the audience loved it. It was like the funniest thing, they, the so it's funniest not, thing it's they'd not, ever seen in their lives. Have you seen Noises Off? No. Uh, so noises but off. like, so I was, this guy came and sat next to me, and he was a leg hugger, so you know what I mean by that, where he basically just puts his leg onto your leg even like the seats are, are quite small I understand that I've never heard that phrase before but he, it's like that it's, I assume he's I like a koala you, bear I, I, like, I thought he like entwined you in his thigh he straddled you yeah, like, like enjoying the show <laughs> <laughs> you know when like you're sitting down and someone sits next to you and you've kind of like got a jostle for the armrest yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah oh, that really aggravates me anyway so I instantly knew that this guy was an ass. yeah so um, he uh, stuff starts happening so basically with this play stuff starts happening happening as the audience are coming in uh-huh. so um, there's like an audience member on stage trying to put up a shelf like one of the actors one of the actors is like uh, trying to put up the shelf with this audience member and it keeps falling down like a door keeps opening Classic. and he and this guy next to me would comment on every single little uh-huh. thing so he was like that shelf's gonna fall down that shelf's gonna fall down it's gonna fall down and when it fell down I was like oh, I told you like, yeah. <laughs> oh my right, God. and he's like that door's gonna open in a minute door's gonna open again when he walks away door's gonna open door open he's like door open <laughs> so, I just know you uh, as well this is just awful this is your nightmare yeah he was, he was a nightmare um, and I hated him so I completely <laughs> uh, yeah I, I completely understand this pain uh, I can relate to that yeah no. it's not good it actually ruins your 
ruins your experience. I, I've, um, well, I've said it before. Like, it was, I think it was the week that we started talking about this. I just don't go to the cinema anymore because hell is other people. Mm, yeah. I hate other people like mm. with a fiery passion. Yeah. Human beings are a disease. Okay, I agree. Let's just make that. Let's clear. move on to something a bit nicer. Um, so that's that's all the cinema experiences. Yeah, we're done. If but you, if you have more, because we do, do like more, them, uh, then write it. I know you try. You wanted to say it. I'm going to say you it. You can say it. Go on. Um, email us at ign underscore uk feedback at ign dot com. Nailed it. Do you think Nailed you'll ever it. say that again? Uh, I'm yeah. I'm just going to keep doing it in my bedroom. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look yourself in the mirror, like taxi drivers. It's actually, like, coffin. It's actually my safe uh, word. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, next bit of feedback um, Duck Hunt IGN UK crew with it being Bill Murray's 65th birthday this week I was wondering which comedic film actor or actress is your favourite along with your all time favourite comedy film Ooh. this is a good one I know I haven't given you guys heads oh up I've on got this. mine already oh you got it you I go? have mine already yes my absolute favourite comedic actor is Leslie Nielsen I, oh, I absolutely point. admired him oh, from brilliant. the yeah. youngest. As soon as I saw, um, you know, Naked Gun films, yeah. they were just the, the most incredible films I'd ever seen. And he's, he was just always so funny. And it was quite sad because when I was growing up, uh, I used to love all these comedy films and I wanted to write comedy films when I when I grew, grew up. And yeah. my dream, I, I told my dad as well, I was like, I'm going to make a movie with Leslie Nielsen in it. He died. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that didn't work out uh, quite as I had planned. Hey. But um, definitely Leslie Nielsen. He's such a funny guy. No, I and it's really funny. I, I actually went to the extent to read his autobiography. Yeah. Went to the extent went to, to the, read the, the book. It's, 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 it's a stretch. I had to order it on Amazon. It was like a oh three-day delivery oh. thing. It cost <laughs> me money. It was, oh, it was Sounds a awful. nightmare. Um, do that. But the really funny and unique thing about his autobiography is that it is almost entirely fictional. Really? Yeah, it is completely... He's like... It, it's so funny because it talks about him uh, kind of growing up and, as an actor and getting yeah. all these roles. There are roles in films that he's not in. And he's like, oh, I got the, the lead role in, in this film. And it's like, no, you didn't. But it's, but it's like, it's like all these hilarious jokes. That's amazing. And it's just, he talks about uh, this like dark time in his life where, you know, in autobiographies, they talk about like, oh, yeah, drug were... addiction or alcohol. Well, he talks about a dark time in his life where he got into bad puns and he say it like ruined his career. So he would like, and it, like he just would making bad puns all the time, so no one would take him seriously. And one of the examples was uh, that he got a role, like a really great role in this film. And uh, the after the the casting, the casting, the director came up and he was like, you know, this you absolutely nailed it. Uh, I think you're you're gonna get the part, but you know what? Uh, we'll wait a couple of days, and maybe next week I'll give you a ring. And uh, he said. Oh well, we just met. Why don't you give me a bracelet instead? <laughs> and then that was one of the big problems. He lost the role because of that. And, oh, but it's so it. funny. It's really, really funny. So he's about, definitely my number one. How about you, Luke? I think for me, it's probably John Cleese. Yeah, I really like John Cleese. Um, so I, my mum was always a massive fan of uh, the Monty Python stuff when I was growing up. So I saw a lot of that. Mm -hmm. um, but also. Um, just a huge, huge fan of Faulty Towers. Like, they made, like, what, eight episodes? And I yeah. still watch them yeah. on repeat. And it's just his delivery, his timing, and there's just something about Basil Faulty yeah. that just speaks to me. And, like, in the sense that people just irritate me over the slightest thing and everything's uh, a chore yeah. like coming to work is a chore <laughs> and it's like I'm paid to be here I do a great job but it's a well, chore debatable <laughs> but, but, <don't> <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean like I so I really like it I love his um, relationship with Sybil in that hmm. um, I just think he's a really talented guy a very talented writer as well a writer of comedy um and yeah, one of I think one of the masters. I mean, if I didn't have to choose him, I'd say it would probably be uh, Eric Morecambe. 
mm. Walkman Wise. Just again, you going, going for the oldies. Yeah, because yeah. no, yeah. I, I, like, I grew up on it. Like my mum yeah. used to show show it to me again and again. And I, we always used to watch the Walkman Wise Christmas special, and I still mm. do when it's on. And like obviously the re- to repeat because <laughs> they're dead. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, love them. I, and like Eric Morkham again is part. Actually, it's a t- toss up between John Cleese and Eric Morkham. I quite like that. Sarcastic, very straight-laced. I was going to say you should very make them British. fight to the death. Very British, yeah. I was going to say you should make them fight to the death, I but should. that's a bit one-sided, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, John Cleese is still kicking, just. He is, he is. Um, I'll say my favourite is probably um, Jim Carrey, actually. Oh, I was... I was uh, mad- that's mad- an interesting there's, one. There's something about him which I just absolutely love. I think he's hilarious. And I know he's not done as much stuff kind of these days, but, like, back in the day, the first film I watched with him in was... Um, Ace Ventura yeah, of course when nature calls so the, oh. the second Ace Ventura I watched but it again like, the other night and I love it absolutely hilarious and uh, I remember watching an interview <laughs> with him where he said when he was younger he would just practice faces in the mirror like well, that show expe- so really like, all of his yeah. facial expressions and everything and it's like I used to do that as well yeah. like, absolutely amazing um, and the mask I think I could quote until yeah you know the I sun goes the down mask. kind of thing so um, Jim Carrey is mine um, I, I, yeah just brilliant Brilliant comedic actor. Um, yeah. So that was from David Binmore. Um, also, it says, if it's possible, could you give a plug for DevCon, a comic convention happening on the 3rd and 4th of October at the Plymouth Guildhall? So get yourself down to that if that's your bag. There you go. And the final bit of feedback from... Penultimate bit of feedback from Robert. Not quite penultimate penultimate, bit of feedback. penultimate bit of feedback. Robert says, hi, I saw Krupa on TV today. It was magic. And then smiley face, that's all. Yeah, so Creeper actually appeared on the Horizon, Horizon documentary, uh, didn't he? Video mm-hmm. Games Bad for you. So yeah. that should be on BBC iPlayer. If you it is, it is. It? Yeah. So, yeah. And Imparting back, his so. wisdom on Creeper the was great on world. it, though. He was really good on it. He's always great. He's so well-spoken. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he's, he's done a couple of stuff. Continue uh, from up north. It's very articulate, that Creeper, isn't he? He is indeed. <laughs> right. Um, so who's mine? Uh, Jens Osea says he's from Belgium. Hmm. So, um, after listening to episode 297 today, I heard one of you mention geocaching. It sounded interesting, so within now... Caching. I don't know what it is. I created an account and found my very first cache. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Uh, Thanks for introducing me to what will be a fun hub. What is it? It's it's what uh, Gav was talking about. Do you you know it? Yeah, yeah. So, it's basically you get an app and people, like, leave little things around the city. And the app kind of, like, tells you where to go and you've got to find the little things that they've left. It's like treasure hunting, but, like, globally. Yeah. Because we were talking about Pokemon Go and the implications of, like, how that would kind of work. But um, I'm quite interested in that, then. That's awesome, though. Congratulations. Congratulations. I'm really tempted to try it. We should do one, like, in London. I reckon there's loads of... Oh, there'll be loads in London. London, yeah. yeah, that'd be yeah. sweet. You yeah, never know; you'll find some good treasure, maybe. <laughs> uh, final bit of feedback from Arjun Tahim Duck Hunt. EGX is next week, and as well as Podcast 300, I was wondering what are your best and worst con memories? My best memory is probably getting to meet Chet Failzek from Valve and getting him to talk over Skype to my society. That's awesome. Wow, that is um, awesome. The reason uh, I chose this bit of feedback is because <laughs> the, uh, I definitely have one favourite um, memory from a con, and that is Gamescom. Well, it's actually com, not con. Yeah. But from Gamescom, I, it's still holding up. Rory, I think you're going to be the best to explain this one because you know what it is already. <laughs> oh, I, I just, remember this one. I'm just glad that uh, that we're at that point now where it's funny again. Yeah. Because I've, I've been wanting to laugh about it since it happened. Yeah. Uh, but I've just been waiting for the perfect I mean, time. I did laugh about it when it happened, but I'm a dick. So the, <laughs> so the, this was when we were, uh, we were over at uh, Gamescom in Germany. After a very hard day's work, we were out at a lovely seaside restaurant that took them about an hour and a half to serve our food because mm. they forgot about it. Um, the food was delicious when it came, 
But one of the hilarious things that happened was that the, they brought out this huge tray of very large German beers, mm. and the the waiter, whilst taking drinks off of that tray, managed to <laughs> <laughs> managed to spill the entire thing. <laughs> Over rich in a glorious waterfall. And there were about 12 of them on this tray. Like, there were a lot of us eating there. You yeah. were obliterated. I was drenched. <laughs> I'm actually wearing the shirt today. <laughs> and so. you can still smell some hops. Yeah. <laughs> like, Should have washed it. It's been a couple of months. Like, but it was just insult to injury. It's like, hi folks, sorry, didn't actually place your order. So it's going to be another half an hour. Here's your booze. Uh-oh. <laughs> All over good, like, good thing you've got time, wacka wacka. Yeah. <laughs> and then he and we, we were leaving the next day. So, I mean, I had to make these clothes dry uh. in the next 12 hours. So I went back to the hotel, rinsed it out in the sink with soapy water and everything. Thing, got back and so I hung it out to dry on the balcony when we came back that night they were nearly nearly dry and I was like yes finally they'll be dry for when we pack and leave tomorrow yeah. when I woke up in the morning it was piercing it down with rain and oh, so yeah. they got absolutely soaked oh, again man. which meant I had to put all these disgusting wet clothes in my rucksack which then got wet as well and which stank forever oh, do you know God. what though that's not actually the Gamescom moment I was talking about oh was it not no. what were you talking about so my favourite moment from, game, from Gamescom was when Rory came back with this footage we were all in the war room <laughs> Rory came back with this footage and was basically like guys you've got to see this I've just seen Green Goblin have a fight with Spider-Man um, and I think the only real way to explain it is this was not set up at all. Rory no. was filming, uh, Rory was getting people, uh, footage of people doing cosplay basically. Mm. So he saw Spider-Man, was like, Spider-Man, can you do some poses for us for the camera? Yeah. Rory was on his own at this point as well. And uh, and then uh, suddenly, just out of nowhere, unscripted, the Green Goblin, or this guy in the worst Green go- Goblin cosplay, <laughs> comes out of absolutely nowhere. Just, just pops out of nowhere. We'll Spider Man remember to embed this in the story. Spider Man's really getting. I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. I can never talk about it enough though. Spider Man's really getting into it and doing all these cool moves. And then, like, I was doing all these cool zooms, making it look great. And then you just hear. And we do this like office style crash zoom over to this yeah. hobgoblin just standing here. And it's like Spider Man. It's all in German as well. So it's like <laughs> it's just that games come. <laughs> and then it's like because it's not choreographed, it's yeah. the most like awkward. They have to have a fight as fighting. well. And so it's funny. Just, uh, it, it, it's it's it it's literal car crash. Television. But anyway, I think it's worth mm. it if you haven't seen it. Here it is right now. And so there we have it. I think that is probably a perfect way to end IGN UK podcast 299. And a perfect way to end Rich's adventure with the IGN crew. Yeah. And it has been an adventure. It so has thank been you all crazy for crazy time. Awesome time. Thank you for being a part of it. And hopefully the quality will continue to. This is indeed. where we cut together like a montage of all these memories. I know. That's not happening. It's well, gonna be so um, sweet. So cheers, guys. If you have any feedback or any messages, last messages for Rich, feel free to send them in at ign underscore uk feedback at ign.com. Mm-hmm. I won't actually get them because my email is going to be deactivated. No, but so we'll quite email sad. you that he'll we'll let him know about the crap ones. Um, <laughs> and yeah, no. So I think that's everything. So other than that, we will see you same time, same place next week. Bye-bye. See you later.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.